Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the Steelers. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. Today, we have the fourth installment of Alternate Universe, where we take a sports scenario that happened in real life, and we alter the course of sports history as we know it. My name is Jeff Longville. I will be the host of your episode today. Joining me are my analysts first, Jake Murren. What's going on, everybody? Throw Rational Jake out the window from the (laughs) inaugural episode of Alternate Universe. I'm going crazy today. I'm happy to be here. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. And Logan Congrove. I'm glad Rational Jake is gone, and I've actually never been on a podcast with Jake Murren, so this could be cool. This could be interesting. Hopefully hopefully you have a good time today. Um, Our topic is really interesting today. It is, what if LeBron James would have went to college? And as an added bonus, what if he went for four years? So, to recap, obviously, LeBron James did not go to college. He bypassed it and went straight into the NBA, was picked number one by the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2003 out of St. Vincent St. Mary High School right here in Akron, Ohio. But what if he would have went to school for four years? Also, just as a side note, other players in this universe are allowed to leave school early, but LeBron is not. Gotcha. So, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to ask you guys, where does LeBron James commit to to go to college, Jacob? I'll start with you. Yeah, so I have three options, and I'll run through them all before I reveal where LeBron James would go to college to play basketball in 2003. So first I have Duke. The biggest appeal to going to Duke University to play basketball is the legendary Coach K who started coaching the Blue Devils in 1980. Plus, Coach K was already reputable by 2003 as he won the ACC tournament nine times and went on to be a three-time national champion. Obviously, in the future, LeBron would win three Olympic medals, two of which were gold, and loved his time with Coach K. Also, the Blue Devils were coming off of an amazing stretch of seasons when LeBron would have had to commit to a school. Duke won the ACC tournament from 1999 to 2003, and they won it all in 2001 while LeBron was in high school. The Blue Devils even had an impressive showing in the 2003 bracket when they lost in the Sweet 16 to Kansas, who would go on to lose in the national championship game against Syracuse. My number two school, another legendary school for college basketball that I could have seen LeBron go to would have been North Carolina to follow in the footsteps of Michael Jordan. But what holds me back from picking them is that they hadn't won the ACC since 1998 and 1993 was their latest national championship and legendary coach Roy Williams' first year with the school was in the 2003 season. Plus, the Tar Heels weren't even in the NCAA tournament in 2003. And then lastly, this brings me to my third team that LeBron could have chosen, which is the Ohio State Buckeyes. One of LeBron's most famous quotes and sayings is, Just a kid from Akron, so what better way to keep your local roots than to go to the best college in Ohio in terms of sports? 
but the Buckeyes were coached by Jim O'Brien in 2003, and they finished that season 17 and 15. O'Brien was the furthest thing from a legendary coach like Coach K, and in O'Brien's tenure with OSU, he had a record of 130 wins and 88 losses. Obviously, the Buckeyes did not make a 2003 NCAA bracket appearance either, so what college is it? I'm going to go with Duke here. What we have to understand here is that LeBron James would have been the most sought-after recruit coming out of college basketball at the time. While playing for a local team in Ohio State would have been a Cinderella story, it wouldn't have helped LeBron's path to the NBA and climb to stardom as much as going to Duke or North Carolina would have. Plus, Michigan State won a national title while LeBron was in high school, so I think that could have deterred him from going to a Big Ten school. In terms of North Carolina or Duke, I think LeBron chooses Duke because of Coach K and how much success they had not only in 2003, but during LeBron's entire time at St. Vincent St. Mary High School. So Duke is the pick. All righty. Well, Logan, where do you have LeBron committing to in 2003? So Jake took the words out of my mouth for most of it, except for one. So I would agree with Duke. Not as So I, I'm not agreeing with Jake's pick, but I'm agreeing with two of his three first schools. I definitely agree with the Coach K comment that I think Duke had an absolutely amazing 2003 with guys like Carlos Boozer, J.J. Redick, coming off a national championship in 2001 while LeBron was still in high school. I think that the factor of Coach K was something that he definitely would have considered, just considering the fact that Duke is such a successful program, such a big-name program, that if he was trying to get to the NBA, which is ultimately his goal, then you would want to go to a school like Duke because it propels you further in that aspect. I would also say Ohio State would have been on his radar. Once again, Jim O'Brien, nothing like a legendary coach at all, but like Jake said, homebody, if he's such about being home, Ohio State would have been the most reputable program at the time to be in, but the record speaks for itself for Ohio State, and I think that would have denoted the value of LeBron James being there, although he does really appreciate the state of Ohio and the area, so I think that would have increased his chances of going to Ohio State, and you guys are going to clown me, you guys are going to clown me, Jeff already did when I saw him last weekend, I think we have to at least put Akron in the conversation you have to at least put them in the conversation with a slim to none chance because Keith Dambrot was the head coach at Akron at the time that was LeBron St. Vincent St. Mary High School coach I think that he would have at least given coach Dambrot a conversation about staying home in Akron I think the likelihood of that is almost zero but I would at least put them in the discussion which would have been amazing for Akron but extremely unlikely I am going to agree with Jake's pick that he would have ended up going to Duke purely because of Coach K, the roster they were building, the championship success. But I do give the nod to both home teams. And honestly, I think we just need to consider Akron a little bit more, even though they were absolutely nothing special at the time. Well, I was really hoping we would all have three different colleges, but I don't think Akron is too far fetched of a pick because halfway through my research, I was like, yeah, I have OSU, Duke and North Carolina as my top three choices. And then for whatever reason, Akron just never came to mind. And halfway through my research, I was like, oh, shoot. Akron totally could have been a a school that he went to. Absolutely. Okay, so um, I agree with you guys in terms of I think that LeBron would have considered schools like Duke and North Carolina because they're blue bloods. And he would probably have been the number one recruit in that recruiting class that year. And obviously, schools like Duke and North Carolina are used to landing high recruits like LeBron would have been. And I won't, I won't clown you, Logan. I think Akron probably would have been a suitable 
place for him to consider because he's from the city of Akron. He loves Akron, so I think it makes sense. But there's only one real school LeBron would have went to, guys, and it's the Ohio State University. At Skull Session. What's so funny? What's so funny? It's just funny. Just the way you said it. Yeah. What, the Ohio State University? It wasn't the way you said it. I mean, listeners won't know, but, like, how you said it, you know? Just, I can tell you're very passionate about it. I am. I uh, am. He's a Buckeye. Kind of trolling a little bit. I don't really care. (laughs) Um, So, at Skull Session for OSU football in 2013, then Ohio State football coach Urban Meyer brought LeBron up to speak where he stated, if I would have had one year of college, I would have ended up down here in Columbus at Ohio State. No matter where I go in the world, I will always rock Ohio State colors. And in 2007, Ohio State was the first school to be selected to wear LeBron James' apparel, and Nike made a LeBron James Ohio State basketball jersey, which you can still purchase today. When Malachi Branham committed to Ohio State in 2020, he shouted him out on Twitter saying, congrats at Malachi Branham, O-H-I-O. And LeBron has his own locker inside the Schottenstein Center. So I have LeBron going to OSU. You guys have Duke. So at least we got two different schools there. But now the question comes up, how does this change the 2003 NBA draft? In reality, the Cavaliers took LeBron first overall. The Pistons took Darko Milicic. The Nuggets took Carmelo Anthony. The Raptors took Chris Bosh and the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat took Let's Dwayne go. Wade. Heat culture needs to die, Logan. Never will. Are your parents Are your parents proud of you? Oh yeah, man. I I wouldn't. My be parents love Logan's me. Dad, I would not be proud of him at all. Heat lifer, man. <laughs> um. So with LeBron opting to go to college, how does this change the 2003 draft? Jake, I'll start with you. Who do you have going first to the Cleveland Cavaliers? So yeah, we're starting at number one. Obviously, it's not going to be LeBron James. Instead, out of Marquette, I have the Cavs picking Dwayne Wade here. The Cavs finished the 2003 season with a 17-65 and 65 record. Their best positions were at center and shooting guard, so I see them filling a much-needed position at point guard who can facilitate the ball. Dwayne Wade, in his short time with the Cavaliers, in reality, gets a longer time with the Cavaliers in 2003 by getting drafted by them. Okay. Logan, how about you? I'm putting Carmelo Anthony at one to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Out of Syracuse, super successful there, winning a national championship, bringing that pro- excuse me program to fruition. And I think there's no question that Carmelo Anthony would have been the number one draft pick to the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. So um, even though Dwayne Wade would go on to be the second best player in this draft, the first now with LeBron not here, at the time, Dwayne Wade was seen as more of a gamble prospect. So I also have Carmelo Anthony out of Syracuse going number one to the Cavs. He was the best collegiate prospect, averaged 22 points per game, and won a national championship in his lone year at Syracuse. Number two, Jake, who do you have the Pistons taking? Yeah, I'd also like to say with these redrafting scenarios, I'm kind of looking at it more, okay, how did these players turn out? Not looking back and saying, hey, let me put myself in 2003 and see exactly how good these prospects were back then. To me, I just wanted to have some fun with it put these players where I think they would go. And Detroit, I have them taking Carmelo Anthony. Anthony was instrumental in Syracuse's national title win in 2003. Plus, he was an elite shooter and playmaker. He was originally drafted to Denver, but in my universe, he's going to Detroit. 
So you have him taking who they should have drafted in 2003. Yeah, not Darko. Not, not Darko. Not, not Darko. Logan, who do you have the Pistons taking at number two? So I took a different approach to it. Like Jake said, he's looking at it as if it's today and how these prospects turned out. I'm looking at it as put myself in 2003. As much as I hate to say it, I don't think the Pistons pick changes at that point in time. I think they stick with Darko Milicic, who at the time was a super, super prominent prospect and mysterious in a way. Like we... We hadn't seen him play all that much. It was kind of a gamble for the Pistons. We know now that it absolutely did not work out. But I think at the time, the Pistons would have stuck with Darko Milicic at two. I agree. Um, I think the Pistons will stick with Darko Milicic out of Serbia. They fell in love with him after they watched him work out. And with Melo gone and no LeBron to choose, I think they still draft the NBA bust that is Darko Milicic. Third for the Nuggets, Jake, who do you have the Nuggets drafting? Yeah, out of Georgia Tech, I have the Nuggets drafting Chris Bosh. The Nuggets' best players were at forward positions, so getting a versatile big man in Bosh would have been a great pick. Sitting there at number three, they originally got Carmelo Anthony. I got him taking Chris Bosh here. Mm -hmm. Logan, how about you? I also have them taking Chris Bosh. I think it's a similar style of play in the forward, power forward type of thing. Uh, I think Chris Chris Bosh out of uh, Georgia Tech ends up with the Nuggets. Mm Mm-hmm. As do I. Um, He was the best remaining prospect. He averaged 15.6 points per game and nine rebounds per game. So I also have Chris Bosch going to the Nuggets. Fourth, the Toronto Raptors. Jake, who do you got? This is where it gets really hard. And like I said, I put myself in the present and said, hey, how did these players actually turn out? So these last two picks, you guys probably don't have them even on your list. But I'll go ahead. Number four, Toronto. Out of Xavier, I have them picking David West. Okay. Originally picked 18th overall. He was another versatile big man available in this draft. So it's the same archetype of the player that the Raptors originally selected in Chris Bosh. Plus, West is no scrub as he's become a two-time All-Star and two-time NBA champ. And I got him being drafted number four to Toronto. Okay. Logan, how about you? Number four, I have... The Raptors taking Chris Kamen out of Central Michigan. Again, I'm putting myself in 2003, which differs from Jake's point of view here. But I think Chris Kamen is the closest thing you can get to Chris Bosh if he's off the board. And at that point in time, with their skill sets, still a bigger guy, had a lot of promise there. Uh, I'd have the Raptors taking Chris Kamen at four. As do I. Um, with Bosh gone, they take the next quote-unquote best big in the draft and I say that because David West was still there like you said Jake um so I have them taking Chris Kamen out of Central Michigan and at five for the Miami Heat Jake who do you got all right I got Kyle Korver from Creighton being drafted here at number five he was originally picked 51st overall and look we know this guy is a great teammate workhorse and overall one of the best shooters in NBA history I think he was drafted way too late, and yeah, looking back at 2003, I think he makes that top five if LeBron James, obviously, is not included. Mm-hmm. Logan, I already know he got a number five. So the Miami ahead. Heat will be selecting Dwayne Wade, same as 2003, Heat legend, Heat lifer, Wade County, Dade County, nothing changes there, absolute legend on the best team in the world. You know, you could have cut his mic, man. Yeah, I could have, I should have. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately I agree with Logan I have the heat drafting Dwayne Wade out of Marquette Um, like I said earlier Wade was seen as a bit of a gamble originally and Miami was torn between Dwayne Wade and Chris Kamen but with Kamen gone they still take Dwayne Wade so I have Wade ending up on his original team and Darko ending up on his original team but everybody else has changed 
Uh, so now let's go ahead and talk about LeBron's first year in college, 2003-2004. Um, I'll start with you, Jake. Uh, how do you have that panning out? Yeah, so I'll kind of start with Duke, how they were without LeBron James, and then introduce LeBron James into the mix. So in the 2003-04 season, they went 31-6 and without James and finished first in the ACC. J.J. Redick was in his second season with the Blue Devils, and they also had Luel Deng on their team as a freshman. They lost to Maryland in the conference tournament championship game, and Duke lost by one point to Connecticut in the Final Four en route to Connecticut, winning it all that year. So with James, I have Duke going 35-2, and which is still first in the, U- in the ACC, and then LeBron James with college J.J. Redick and Luel Deng in his only year with Duke. They would have been the most dangerous team in college basketball in 2004. I have Duke beating Maryland in the conference championship game and LeBron leading the Blue Devils to a national championship after beating Connecticut in the Final Four and Georgia Tech in the title game. Very interesting. Logan, how about you? Jake, we don't agree a lot, man, but I'm 100% there with you. I say the only difference I have is the record there for Duke. I have Duke being 34-3 uh, and three as opposed to 35-2. and two. Um, I see them also beating Maryland in the conference championship and as well as it changes the national championship result. I think LeBron goes absolutely crazy in the tournament. Nobody even touches Duke, and I don't think Connecticut even puts up a fight. I think that LeBron, along with the roster that Duke already built, is just completely unstoppable. Duke wins a national championship with 18-year-old LeBron James. Okay. Uh, So for me, um, I have him going to Ohio State. In reality, Ohio State went 14-15 and 15 in, the, in the regular season this year. They lost their first game of the Big Ten tournament and did not make the NCAA tournament. In this universe, freshman LeBron James and Ivan Harris joined an Ohio State team that featured guys like Tony Stockman, Terrence Diles, Velimir Radonovic, and J.J. Sullinger, and they were coached by Jim O'Brien. LeBron James ended his high school career averaging 30.4 points per game, 9.7 rebounds per game, and 4.9 assists per game, along with 2.9 steals per game and 1.9 blocks per game, and was named Ohio Mr. Basketball three times and won three state titles while at St. Vincent St. Mary's High School. So the question is, how does this LeBron James out of high school, how does he improve Ohio State this year? So... In LeBron's first year in the NBA, he improved the Cavs' record by 18 games. In the shorter college season, I think LeBron gets Ohio State to at least 20 wins, so they go 20-9 and in the regular season. I think they grab at least a five-seed in the Big Ten tournament, make it to the tournament semifinal, but then lose there. And then I have them making the NCAA tournament but lose in the Sweet 16. So I still have Jameer Nelson from St. Joe's winning the Wooden Award, and UConn is still my national champion for this year. Uh, you guys both had Duke winning the national championship. Do you guys have the Wooden Award changing? I do. I threw Nelson out the window. The new Wooden Award winner is going to be LeBron James. He has a statement first year in collegiate basketball as he nearly averages a triple-double for Duke in his first year, and Duke won it all that year. i got to give that award to James. Okay. Logan, how about you? I do not have the Wooden Award changing. I think with LeBron still being a young player, the Wooden Award is traditionally given to somebody who's a little bit older, higher up in like the class rankings, and somebody that is potentially going, because in this universe, we have LeBron staying all four years. So somebody that's potentially going to the NBA the following year, I'm sticking with Nelson at the Wooden Award his first year. Okay, cool. Uh, 2004, 2005, how do you guys have that year playing out? Jake, I'll start with you. 
Yeah, so again, I'll start with Duke and how they performed without LeBron James. So they went 27-6, and six, which was good for third in the ACC. J.J. Redick and Sheldon Williams led that team in their junior years. They beat Georgia Tech to win the ACC tournament, but Duke lost to Michigan State by 10 in the Sweet 16. So Duke with LeBron James, I have their record being 30-3, and three, which puts them over Wake Forest and UNC for first in the ACC. LeBron James, J.J. Redick, and Sheldon Williams are a big three to be reckoned with in college basketball. They still go on to beat Georgia Tech to win the ACC tournament, and instead of losing to Michigan State in the Sweet 16, they'll beat the Spartans and go on to beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight, beat rival UNC in the Final Four, and beat Illinois in the National Championship. If you're asking me about that wooden award winner, it's going to LeBron James again. Andrew Bogut. Get out of here. LeBron James is a new Wooden Award winner. Sure, Bogut had a great year by averaging a double-double, but all eyes will be on LeBron James in the world of college basketball as he leads the most dominant team in the sport in Duke to a second national title in a row. So even though I hate that you have him going to Duke, I love what you have happening right now, oh, yeah. I got to say. Logan, how about you? I, Jake, I do love what you have happening. Um, I don't have Duke winning the national championship this year just because the tournament is so unpredictable, as we've seen over the years. Um, I do have them having a better record than they did before. Um, I would say that Duke ends up beating Michigan State, as you said, but I don't have them advancing out of the Elite Eight. I think they get upset anyways, but I would agree with Jake's pick on the Wooden Award. No chance Andrew Bogut wins the Wooden Award over LeBron James. I know what I said about traditionally – it's somebody older, but after two years, if you have a guy like LeBron James, I don't know how you can not give him that award at least one time. So I do have Le- the Wooden Award changing, and I have LeBron James taking it over Bogut. All right, uh, so for me, after the 2003-2004 season, Ohio State Athletic Director Andy Geiger fired Jim O'Brien after it was revealed that Boban Savavik might have received improper benefits from his time at Ohio State from 1999 to 2002. So Thad Mata replaced Jim O'Brien in July 2004. OSU recruited Jamar Butler and Matt Terwillinger in the 2004 recruiting class. So the, the notable players for Ohio State for this season are LeBron James, Terrence Diles, Tony Stockman, and J.J. Sullinger. In reality, Ohio State went 19-11 and 11 in the regular season and lost in the quarterfinal of the Big Ten Tournament. In, in this universe, I have Ohio State getting at least 25 wins in the regular season at least a three-seed in the Big Ten tournament, and I'm going to have them win the Big Ten tournament and beat Illinois in the final. Uh, But Ohio State was banned from the NCAA tournament uh, this year due to self-imposed sanctions from the Jim O'Brien era, so a conference title victory is wasted as they can't appear in the NCAA tournament. I still have Andrew Bogut of Utah winning the Wooden Award and UNC still winning the Natty. So now let's move on to 2005-2006. Jake, what do you have happening? All right, man. Duke without LeBron James, one of their most historic years of all time, went 32-4, and first in the ACC. J.J. Redick and Sheldon Williams returned for their senior years. They beat Boston College to win the ACC tournament, and Duke lost to LSU in the Sweet 16. Duke with LeBron James, that big three of LeBron, J.J., and Sheldon is still in full effect in year three for James. Duke already had an insane record of 32-4, and four, so I'll have them going 34-2 and two with LeBron, which still wins the ACC regular season title. The Blue Devils will still beat Boston College to win the ACC tournament. And instead of losing to LSU in the Sweet 16, I have them beating the Tigers, Texas in the Elite Eight, UCLA in the Final Four, and Florida 
in the national championship game. LeBron and the Duke Blue Devils win their third title in a row in 2006. And then what an award winner was J.J. Redick that year, which doesn't even matter because his, his stats, sure, they were great, but... LeBron would have been the primary scorer for Duke, thus making J.J. Redick a great second option at best. He wouldn't even be in the Wooden Award conversation. So my new Wooden Award winner, it's LeBron James. Duke's historic year in 2006 only gets better with LeBron on the squad. And with the spotlight on LBJ, he takes home his third Wooden Award. You look like you got something to say, Logan. I'm just impressed by Jake. Really? Yeah. So I assume you have relatively similar, the same thing happening? Similar, yeah. Okay. I have... Actually, there's only one difference, again, between me and Jake. I have, obviously, like Jake alluded to, this was one of Duke's most historical seasons of all time with Sheldon Williams, J.J. Redick, and even a guy like Josh McRoberts, who was new to that roster, I know did not succeed in the NBA. But but, but he's a heat lifer, right? Nah, he's a heat lifer? nah, he wasn't nah? that long. Okay. Nah, he, okay. I look at that guy as a, honestly, not even a hornet. I look at him as a bobcat. Like I don't oh, know why I okay. remember this dude as a bobcat, but I remember him as a bobcat. So I have Duke winning Every single game, 36-0. and zero. Wow. Okay. I have them going all the way through. I have them beating Boston College. I have them beating LSU. I have them going all the way through, winning the national championship, blowing by everybody. And I once again, exactly what Jake said, no way J.J. Redick is even in the conversation with LeBron James being their forefront scorer on that roster. I have LeBron James taking the Wooden Award again. As much as I don't want to give the same guy the Wooden Award twice, you just can't refute it if a guy that won it was his teammate. Right. So I have LeBron winning it. So not knowing much about college basketball myself, or at least the history of it, has a perfect regular season record happened before? Uh, not since the 70s with Indiana. Okay. So it's been a long time. And the reason why it hasn't happened in forever is because there's more games that are played nowadays, and there's conference uh, tournaments and stuff like right. that. So. Got it. Um, so three years at Duke for you guys, three natties for Duke. Interesting. I said two. Oh, two, right. Yeah, My two second one. You. I had him lose their second year. Right. Two for you, three for Jake. Okay. Uh, for me, in 2005-2006, in reality, Ohio State went 26-6. and They won the Big Ten regular season with a record of 23-4, and but they lost in the Big Ten tournament final to Iowa. They earned a two-seed in the NCAA tournament, but lost in the second round to Georgetown. J.J. Redick of Duke won the Wooden Award this year, and Florida beat UCLA in the national championship game. In this universe, the most notable players on Ohio State are LeBron James, Terrence Diles, Jaquel Foster, Ron Lewis, J.J. Sullinger, and Jamar Butler. I have Ohio State going 25-2 and in the regular season. They win the Big, T- the Big Ten tournament, get the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, and Ohio State is actually going to play, to play Florida in the Sweet 16. Obviously, in reality, they won the national championship this year, and they're going to beat them. Uh, this Florida team was coached by Billy Donovan and featured guys like Al Horford, Joakim Noah, Corey Brewer, Torian Green, Chris Richard, and Lee Humphrey. They're going to advance to the national championship game and beat UCLA, who was coached by Ben Howland and featured guys like Aaron Aflalo, Jordan Farmar, Cedric Bozeman, Darren Collison, Luke Richard and Bob Mute, Ryan Hollins, and Josh Shipp. So I have Ohio State winning the 2006 national championship, and LeBron James is named the 2006 wooden award winner so now let's go ahead and talk about 2006 2007 jake i'll start with you senior year for lebron james and before i reveal what i got jeff what do you think i have happening uh i'm gonna say you have duke winning the national championship again and lebron's gonna win the wooden award 
Actually, you're wrong. So let me break it down. Oh. So Duke without LeBron James, I they were 22 and 11, seventh in the ACC. Kind of a disappointing year. Duke was left without JJ Redick and Sheldon Williams for the first time in four seasons, and were led by Demarcus Nelson, Josh McRoberts, and Lance Thomas. Duke lost in the first round to NC State in the ACC tournament, and they were upset in the first round of the NCAA bracket against VCU. But that all changes with LeBron as LeBron's big three is gone and he'll struggle to adapt to a new, younger team in his senior year, especially when I think he's going to be looking forward to the NBA. Obviously, the regular season record for Duke would improve with LeBron, so I have them going 25-8, and which would have put them in fourth in the ACC. I have Duke reaching the final game of the ACC tournament before falling to UNC, and the huge storyline emerges of UNC finally being able to get past the obstacle that is LBJ as a Duke Blue Devil. With losing the first tournament in his college career, I think that gets to LeBron and Duke, so I have them going further than just the first round of the NCAA bracket, but I don't think they get past the Sweet 16. In reality, Duke has five national titles, but with LeBron, for four years from 2004 to 2007, I have them winning eight titles in their history. And for the Wooden Award winner, it was Kevin Durant from the University of Texas. He averaged 25.8 points per game, 11.1 rebounds per game, with 20 double-doubles on the year. And because they are tired of giving the award to LeBron, and who knows, maybe LeBron plays worse as he's looking at his future in the NBA without his big three at Duke, they still give the award to KD. Okay. Logan, how about you? So, like Jake alluded to, obviously, no matter what, any team that has LeBron James on their roster is automatically going to improve. Excuse me. Um, Duke had a disappointing year, again, like Jake said. I say that's... Duke improves to 27-5 and five would be their record for me. And I don't think that they lose to VCU. I think that they make it to the Elite Eight and then get upset because LeBron just can't handle it. Like I said, tournament is unpredictable. And guys like Josh McRoberts cannot be your second option, <laughs> even if you're LeBron James. Although we've had so many Josh I've, McRoberts name drops in this podcast, probably than he's ever had in his entire life. Yeah, probably. Watching... Watching, I mean, watching LeBron James play on a professional level, he can carry a team, but I just don't think he can at this time, especially because the guys he's playing with are not professionals. Like, I, I'll use the 2007 Reality Cavaliers as an example. Those guys may have been garbage, but they are professional basketball players. Mm-hmm. Put LeBron in college in 2007, they are not professional basketball players. Only three or four of them end up actually being professional basketball players. So I don't think LeBron has the capacity to be able to carry them any further than the Elite Eight. And I would agree with Jake. I think that they get sick of giving the Wooden Award to LeBron James. Kevin Rand is obviously a phenomenal player, and I think that they stick with that award being Kevin Durant. So then you also have Florida winning. I have Florida staying as the national champion, yes. Okay, cool. So I have a confession to make, guys. I could have just said, what if LeBron went to college for a year? But then after realizing that him going to college for four years would put him in this year, that's why I wanted to do it. Logan knows what's up. I know exactly what's coming. Yeah, you know what's up. So, in reality, in 2006-2007, Ohio State brought in the second-best recruiting class. They landed five stars, Greg Oden, who is the number one prospect, Daquan Cook and Mike Conley, four-star, David Lighty, and three-star, Othello Hunter. Ohio State went 27-3 and in the regular season and won the regular season title. 
They won the Big Ten tournament and entered the NCAA tournament as the number one overall seed. They lost to Florida in the final. Again, that same team that was coached by Billy Donovan and had Al Horford, Joakim Noah, Corey Brewer, Torian Green, Chris Richard, and this time Maurice Spates and Lee Humphrey. And Kevin Durant did win the Wooden Award this year um, for Texas. In this alternate universe, though, I still have Ohio State landing all those recruits. I don't think a guy like Greg, Greg Odom is deterred from playing with LeBron for a year, even if it means giving up his status as the best player on the team. Odin could have gone to the NBA after his senior year of high school if that rule hadn't been changed by the NBA. So he was going to go to the NBA regardless. Also, I think he wants to prove to everyone and himself that he can still get drafted number one overall, even if he plays alongside a guy like LeBron James. So Ohio State is going to enter this year with a starting lineup of Mike Conley, Ron Lewis, Jamar Butler, LeBron James, and Greg Odin with Daquan Cook, Ivan Harris, Othello Hunter, and David Lighty coming off the bench. The last we talked about this a little bit er, uh, earlier, Jake. The last time a college basketball team went undefeated was when Indiana did it in 1975-1976, and this feat has been seemingly deemed impossible since more games are played per season now in the regular season, and in the NCAA tournament, and the addition of conference tournaments adds even more games. The closest we've seen was Gonzaga in 2021, who only lost once, which was to Baylor, in the national championship game. So, like I said, any college basketball team going undefeated, again, seems impossible. Well, about that. They only lost four games without LeBron. You add LeBron, they go undefeated. There is no question about it. So, Ohio State's going to go 30-0 and in the regular season, go 3-0 and and win the Big Ten tournament, and then go 6-0 and and win the 2007 Natty, over Florida. Kevin Durant is still going to win the Wooden Award because he's going to stand out more than anyone on, on Ohio State because Ohio State had so many good players. And Kevin Durant averaged 25.8 points per game and 11.1 rebounds per game. And even with Ohio State going undefeated, I think Kevin Durant still stands out more over guys like LeBron and Greg Oden. Uh, and we can use reality as evidence of this because if Gonzaga had won in 2021 and gone undefeated in Logan, I think you'll back me up on this, the Wooden Award was still going to go to Luca Garza of Iowa because uh, nobody on Gonzaga, guys like Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, or Drew Timmy, none of those guys stood out uh, for Gonzaga more right. than Luca Garza did for Iowa. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I got LeBron winning his second title at, o- at Ohio State. So now let's go ahead and discuss the 2007 NBA draft and how that changes. In reality... The Trailblazers drafted Greg Oden first. The Seattle Supersonics drafted Kevin Durant. The Atlanta Hawks drafted Al Horford. The Memphis Grizzlies drafted Mike Conley. And the Boston Celtics drafted Jeff Green, who was traded along with Delonte West, Wally Zerbiak, and a 2028 second-round pick to Seattle for Ray Allen and Glenn Davis. How do you guys have that draft changing? Jake, we'll start with you. Who goes number one? I mean, it's got to be LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. There's no other, Absolutely. There's no other guy. Um, he was drafted first overall in 2003 for a reason, and four years in college is only going to increase his draft stock. And if you're already the first overall pick, you can't go higher than that. So I still have him going number one overall, not in 2003, but in 2007 to the Portland Trailblazers, which is a very, very weird thought. It is. It's very interesting. Logan, how about you? I'd have to agree. There's absolutely no way that anybody other than LeBron James goes number one overall. 
as much as I would never want to see that dude in Portland. That's got to be. I'm, you, I'm sitting with the two biggest Portland haters of all time. <laughs> I uh, the city, not the team. That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yeah. The city of Portland has got to be one of the most boring places of all time. I'm sure you guys can attest to that. A little bit. I not don't think boring, but more so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just can't see LeBron James fitting in, in that market. Right. So actually, I see him being wasted in that market. I should say. Um. So for me, I'm going to agree. The Blazers are going to select LeBron James first overall out of Ohio State. He's going to join forces with Lamarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy, and probably win a few championships. Uh, you could make the argument of why would Portland draft somebody who is older rather than somebody that was just one and done out of college. But given what he did and how much better everyone believes he can be, I think he still goes number one. Number two, who is Seattle taking here, Jake? Uh, still Kevin Durant out of Texas. Uh, he got that wooden award, and he was just so talented in college. I mentioned the double-doubles, and I easily see him still going to Seattle after LeBron James was taken first overall. Logan, how about you? I second that because uh, I'll, I'll explain more as we go on in this list, but I think Kevin Durant still is the best fit for the Seattle Supersonics at that point in time, regardless of Greg Oden is still on the board. And as I said, I'll, I'll elaborate more on that as we go. Okay, cool. Uh, for me, I'm going to agree. I have uh, the Supersonics drafting Kevin Durant out of Texas. I think he stands out more than anybody else that's left. Um, number three, Jay, who do you got? So yeah, this is where it gets weird again for me. Uh, of course, I took that approach where I'm looking now at the current players in the NBA and how all these careers from the 2007 NBA draft class turned out. Not exactly the prospects. So a guy like Greg Oden, spoiler, not even in my top five. That hurts. Number three, though, from the Atlanta Hawks, I got Marcus Gasol here. He was originally picked 48th overall by the Lakers. And Gasol was Defensive Player of the Year in 2013 and was named to three All-Star teams and two All-NBA teams. I have the big man going to Atlanta here in the 2007 NBA draft. Okay, Logan, how about you? I have the Atlanta Hawks taking Greg Oden because, like I said, I'm putting myself in 2007 here, and Greg Oden would be the best center available at that point. And I also... To combat, even if even if we're looking at reality, I do not think that Greg Oden is the biggest bust in NBA history. Not even I. not even close. Because my definition of a bust is you're trash at basketball, not your knees can't hold up. Mm-hmm. I think injuries should be out of the conversation for busts. Do I think you should ever be given a pass? No, but I think that as a bust, you should just be bad at the sport. I that. Knee injuries are not something that you can control. I think if Greg Oden was given the right medical attention in Portland, Greg Oden would have been at least a serviceable player in the NBA. So I don't look at him as being a bust. But as I said, I have the Hawks taking him at three because he would be the best available center. And I agree with you, Logan. I don't consider Greg Oden a bust or anybody with injury problems to be a bust. Um, I agree with Logan. I have the Hawks taking Greg Oden out of LSU. Um, Playing with LeBron lowers his draft stock to number three. But I still have him having those injury problems in his professional career. Number four, Memphis Grizzlies. Jake, who do you got? Before Jake goes, he just showed me a picture. I do got to add. I didn't even think to say it. Uh, Greg Oden is an NBA champion with the Miami Heat. So just saying. You know what? I'm, 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 o- I'm okay with that. Just throwing it I am out okay there. with that. Just throwing it out there. I just wanted to see what the buzz about Craig Oden was. And I saw, you know, there was a Heat picture. And I guess he, he played for the Heat. He's got a, a nice little Ohio State tattoo on his biceps. So that's pretty played cool, Played is a stretch. He didn't really... 
ever come off the bench. But he's got a ring, so he's a heat lifer. <laughs> More of a heat lifer than LeBron James, huh? Because he left, right? LeBron is in no way a heat lifer. Oh, geez, wow, dude. Uh, I'm just going to disregard that comment and talk <laughs> about who the Memphis Grizzlies picked at number four, which I'm still going to go with Mike Conley out of Ohio State. Of course, he had a great career with the Grizzlies and at that time, but still, I mean, Mike Conley is still a great player, even in today's NBA, so I still have Mike Conley going number four to Memphis. Okay. Logan, how about you? I also have Mike Conley staying where he's at, which would make it the third, well, in your world, it'd make it the third Ohio State draft pick in the first round. Not only the first round, the top five, but in my world, it's the second next to Greg Oden, which either way, fantastic for Ohio State. Uh, Mike Conley stays with the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. So did Greg Oden win a title with Miami with LeBron? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's interesting because you have them winning a title together at Ohio State right. in their senior year. Mm-hmm. Oh. Crazy how things come around, man. That's right. Alternate Dude, universe. Small world. The Alternate heat universe. just brings people together, man. It's oh not about God. that. It's not about that. Um, so for me, I also have Mike Conley out of Ohio State, which does give me three Buckeyes in the top five. I think he boosts his draft stock above Al Horford with a championship and Horford having none. Number five, the Boston Celtics. Jake, who do you have here? Yeah, out of Florida, I got Al Horford here. Still or still being drafted in the top five, but I have him going to Boston, who he would eventually go on to play with in his NBA career. Do you still have him being traded to Seattle then? Uh, yeah, I still have him going to Seattle, uh, but getting drafted at that number five spot. Okay. Logan, how about you? I have... Al Horford also being drafted there. No change for me. And still being traded to Seattle? Yes, still be trained. Excuse me, still being traded to Seattle. All right. I agree with you guys. I have Boston drafting Al Horford out of Florida, but he's still going to get traded to Seattle in the Ray Allen Glenn Davis trade. So now let's go ahead and do a final recap of the entire episode. Jake, I'll start with you. Yeah, in an alternate universe where LeBron James is required to go to college to play ba- basketball for four years before entering the NBA. I have him choosing Duke. Of course, he could play for North Carolina or potentially Ohio State for those hometown roots. But with Coach K and the success of the Blue Devils in the early 2000s, I have him choosing Duke. Of course, that throws the original 2003 NBA draft out the window. So I have the Cavs picking Dwayne Wade first overall so he can avoid that made-up thing called heat culture. But in LeBron's four years, for that. <laughs> whatever. But in LeBron's four years with the Blue Devils, I don't think he deters any recruits. Instead, he could even bring some of them in, and he wins three ACC titles, three national titles, and wins three wooden awards before getting drafted to the Portland Trailblazers ahead of KD in the 2007 NBA draft. All right, Logan, how about you? To recap, LeBron James picks Duke over the Ohio State University as well as the University of Akron, who our host here, Jeff, doesn't support, even though he went to the University of Akron. But that's, again, beside the point. Academically, I do. I love WZIP, man. I know you do. But that's not the point. That's not the point, guys. I have LeBron James winning two national championships with Duke, excuse me, three national championships with Duke, losing only one in the process from that disappointing season. I have him winning two wooden awards, and I have him being drafted first overall in the 2007 draft to the Portland Trailblazers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, in the 03 draft, uh, Carmelo Anthony gets drafted number one to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Chris Bosch goes to the Denver Nuggets. Chris Kamen goes to the Toronto Raptors. Um, Ohio State makes the NCAA tournament three out of his four years with LeBron as opposed to two in those four years. They only missed 2005 because of the Jim O'Brien allegations. 
They win two regular season titles in 2006 and 2007, just like in reality. They win three Big Ten titles from 2005 to 2007, as opposed to just 2007. They win two national championships in 2006 and 2007, and went undefeated in 2007, as opposed to winning no national titles and only appearing once in the title game. Florida never wins a national championship and don't appear in the title game in 2006. J.J. Redick never wins the Wooden Award in 2006, as that is given to LeBron. And LeBron goes to the Portland Trailblazers, number one overall in 2007. Greg Oden goes to Atlanta. And Al Horford goes to the Boston Celtics and then is traded to the Seattle Supersonics in the Ray Allen deal. So, overall, I like that we had different, different outcomes. You guys had the same college, but still, you know, yeah. different events end up happening. And it's just crazy to think about what if LeBron James would have gone to college for four years and not gotten drafted out of high school. I would have preferred that for the sake of would Ohio you have, State though? basketball. For well, the sake of Ohio State actually, basketball. Actually, you know what? No. Cleveland, you're, you're, you know? You're right. No, because having my favorite player and my favorite team winning a title at the exact same time. I think, honestly, if LeBron was not picked to the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers would have sucked for all eternity. <laughs> Like, I really don't think that the Cavs would ever have had a shot, and I don't think he would have ever signed with the Cavaliers, ever. Mm. I was thinking, like, what if LeBron did eventually decide to come to Cleveland as a free agent, though? Like, could this could we still get 2016? Could we? Mm. I mean, you have to think about, like, the whole Kevin Love-Andrew Wiggins deal, too. Right. That was really circumstantial, and in that time period, it made sense because LeBron was obviously trying to build that big three in the moment. So, I mean... It depends even what year he would go to sign with the Cavs because he's starting his NBA career four years late. It's it's a complicated scenario. Right. You know, the world may never know what would have happened. But anyways, that is going to do it for this episode of Alternate Universe. Once again, my name is Jeff Longville. I was the host of your episode today. Joining me were... Unrational Jake. That's right. And Heat Life for Logan Congo. I hate you. I absolutely do you? hate you. Do yeah, you really? I do. We won't miss you, Jeff. <laughs> That's a lie and you know it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We'll be right back here same time, same place next week. Peace out.